It is Well Talk Monday, and I'm excited that you decided to tune in and meet me at the well. We are on episode 13. Um, We have only three more episodes left in this first season, which I am pretty lit about. Um, I think it's super important that we set goals for ourselves and for our work and that we actually celebrate milestones. So in the end of season one... We're going to celebrate that as a milestone, (laughs) just to acknowledge, and we're going to just pause and celebrate the fact that we've been rocking together on this podcast for 16 weeks. So the end of season one is definitely going to be a milestone that we acknowledge and just pause to celebrate. And so if you're anything like me, sometimes being consistent in something can be a challenge. So um, we're definitely going to just pause and acknowledge consistency um not just consistency from me um but consistency from me and also consistency from you for listening and just agreeing to um make well your life and to um consistency to tune in and just um you know just totally open yourself up to the process that this podcast has been so Cheers to us. Cheers to being obedient to what God has told you to do. And um, just for having the stick to itness <laughs> to finish what you started. Um, I definitely made that word up just now. I definitely could have also said something like perseverance or like something else that's smarter. But I like stick to itness. So we're going to use that. <laughs> um, today, we are continuing our What About Your Friends series, where my prayer is that you are being challenged to look around at your friendships and take inventory of the other women that you have in your circle. Um, I pray that you, that through this series, rather, um, you can not only appreciate your circle, but make the necessary and sometimes hard adjustments to make sure that you have the strongest team in your corner. And when I say strong, I don't mean you have the best connects or or your friends are the prettiest or the flyest. When I say strong, I mean you have women in your tribe who just make you a better woman overall. Like because they challenge you to level up and they are strong enough to face you and tell you about yourself and hold you accountable. That's the kind of strength I'm talking about. Um, Equally as important as making sure that your tribe is straight, I pray that this series challenges you to also be the friend that you need. So this is also an introspective series and that while listening, you should be looking inward and making adjustments in yourself to make sure that you are adding to the kingdom and helping women around you be empowered. We have all heard that played out mantra, oh, I don't do female friends, oh, I don't do girls. And so this series is about shattering that narrative. Like, it's time to be healthier women. It's time to be well women and to allow that well woman to show up in your relationships. So I'm super excited about this series. Um, That's the gist of it and what it's all about. Um, So last week, we asked the question, what about your friends? I sang the TLC song every time I say that. (laughs) Um, Last week, we tackled the question, what should my friends do for me? If you did not hear that episode, please go back and take a listen. Um, This week, we're getting into the job of choosing your tribe. And I have a piece of advice that I want to throw out there to you. And then we're going to unpack it. Um, But the piece of advice is, when building your tribe, choose wisely. Choose wisely. So one reason I love the Bible is because legit any question or life topic or issue that you could ever face, it's in that book. And so the topic of friendships is no different. In fact, the Bible highlights quite a few friendship and mentor-like relationships and gives us advice on the topic of creating and maintaining godly friendships. 
One of these friendships are between the prophet Elijah and Elisha in the Bible. In 2 Kings chapter 2, we find Elisha and Elijah in the middle of a conversation where Elijah is basically about to make his transition to heaven. And so Elijah was this amazing prophet and Elisha was his mentee. And so they had developed this really strong bond in which Elisha followed Elijah to learn from him and just sit under the wisdom and the anointing that that Elijah had to offer. And so when it was time for Elijah to make his transition to heaven, The story suggests that the Lord sent Elijah to a few places um, geographically. And each time Elijah was sent to a new location, he would tell Elisha to basically stay where he was. And so each time Elisha refused and he insisted that he stay with his mentor and that he would continue to follow him. So eventually Elijah was taken up to heaven and Elisha was right there when it happened. But prior to this, Elijah allowed Elisha to make any request of him that he wanted. And so Elisha's response was that he wanted a double portion of Elijah's spirit. When Elijah transitioned from earth, Elisha got what he asked for. Um, And so that was just a a quick recap of the story. He got a a double portion of his spirit. Um, And so I want to ask you, if your friends ask for a double portion of your spirit, of your anointing, of your habit, of your perspective, what would they be getting? What would they be receiving? If, if your friends could get a double portion of who you are, would they be receiving a bad attitude, baggage, gossip, a smart mouth, right? Or would they be receiving class and grace and perseverance and clarity? You want to be clear about what you put off, right? So I, I definitely encourage you to go back and read the story in its entirety, especially since the names are so close together. <laughs> um, but it's Second Kings chapter 2 is where um, this podcast episode is based off of. Um, but there are a few lessons that we can learn from this story and furthermore the relationship between these two. One key thing that stuck out to me as I was reading this story was the fact that Elisha refused to leave Elijah's side. Like through this entire process of him preparing to make his transition Elisha was adamant about being present for him and just straight up being loyal like we all want loyal people in our tribe and Elisha was one of the definitions of a loyal friend and that was the main and most obvious truth that stuck out to me in the story but there are also a few more and if you have a few minutes I want to just share with you some tips based on this biblical friendship that will help you choose your tribe wisely Remember, we talked about the importance of having quality over quantity, even in the area of our friendships. Some people have a lot of friends and and others have one or two. And so at the end of the day, it's not about the number, but about the depth and the quality of your relationships, right? Because you can be in a friendship circle of 10 friends and still feel alone. If you have 15 people in your immediate circle, in your friendship circle, and you can't call not one person to pray you through a situation, or... If you have to wear a mask and pretend to be somebody that you're not, pretend to have a salary you don't have, pretend to have a certain lifestyle around them, then boo, you need to definitely look again. Like I would rather have one or two close girlfriends who bring me life than to be in something that's plastic and fake and I still feel alone. Quality over quantity, ladies. And so the first tip that I have for you when it comes to choosing your tribe wisely is to make sure you are choosing friends who are worthy of being followed. It's not even that hard to figure out, and it's really not ocean deep either. (laughs) Just look at their life. Look at the fruit that they are bearing, right? The Bible says that you will know them by their fruit, not their words, 
not their salaries, not their clothes, their fruits. Look at their life. What are they producing? And so I don't mean material things, right? And I don't mean grind and hustle. No. Do they have the fruit of the Spirit? (laughs) Like, are they patient? Are they kind? Are they kind to other people? Are they patient to people who might be considered less than, right? How do they handle conflict? How do they manage their other relationships? Are they worthy of being followed? You better check their fruit and not their followers, okay? Because you can have 12.5 million followers on social media and be living an empty, fruitless life. So make sure that you're following good character and good fruits, not just good photography skills, right? Now let's be clear. I did not say that their lives have to be perfect because nobody's life is perfect and nobody has it all together. Their lives do not have to be perfect, but God does have to be present. Don't just check to see if they're gifted or if they know people or if they're popular because, baby, popular can only take you so far. Like, talent can only take you so far. Let's talk about this character, though. Let's get into that, right? Like, what is her character looking like? To this point, Another question to ask yourself is, are you even following this person um, because it's a friendship that really grows you? Or are you following this this person or, and you're in friendship with this person out of loyalty, right? So are you with them because of loyalty or are you with them because of good leadership and good character? Because listen, just because we've been rocking, that don't mean we got to keep rocking, like loyalty to something or someone who is bad for you is not going to be what gets you into heaven. Like God is not going to look at you and say, you know what? She pushed you further and further from me, but I'm going to go ahead and let you in heaven because y'all been friends since third grade and you've been loyal. (laughs) No, like part of stewarding your life well, I really believe we have got to get this. Part of stewarding your life well And being a a good steward over what God is giving you is being able to walk away from people and things and opportunities that you have outgrown. You are doing yourself a disservice to stay in a relationship. And I'm not even just talking about um, romantic, platonic, a friendship. To stay in a friendship that you have outgrown. And I don't mean outgrown like I look my nose that like I look down my nose at her. Like I'm talking about outgrown like we're just in two separate spheres of life like she's just going down a totally different road and she ain't acting like she want help (laughs) she's not acting like she want Jesus like you have to know that being a good steward means not only walking into situations that are good for you but also walking away from situations right that are good for you too right so you have to know that's stewarding your life well that's being a good steward over what God is giving you you got to ask yourself what happens when you're around her Do you digress or do you progress in God? Do you meet your goals or do you somehow end up irresponsibly neglecting them? Do you get up and come to church on Sunday morning or can you not come because every weekend y'all hang out together, you stuck on Sunday mornings because you got a hangover? Like, I'm not judging you, child. I'm not judging you. I'm just asking some questions. That's all. Just asking some necessary questions. (laughs) If every time you go around them, you look up and you're far from God or you're far from the new vision that God has put in your life concerning your life, then you need to ask yourself, where is this friendship leading me in terms of eternity and and, and in terms of this abundant life that I say I want here on earth? And while we're on the topic, we need to make sure that we are not just looking outward, but that we're also being introspective and we're looking inward. Are you even someone who is worthy of being followed? Because you better believe somebody's looking at you. 
Like they may not have come out and said it yet, but you better believe they're watching. And you say you love Jesus. <laughs> and you be reposting your little scriptures and stuff on Facebook. Like they are watching you. And they're curious because they want to know. They want to know two things. They want to know they want to know one, are you for real? Like, do you love Jesus? Or do you like love him, love him? Like you say you love him, or you really like doing this Jesus thing for real, right? Number two, maybe they've seen church done. And that didn't really go over so well, but they've never really seen worship in everyday life like you exhibit, right? Because you do know that worship is not just what we do on Sundays between 9 and 11 a.m. Like worship is sacrificing for others. Worship is being kind when you're at work. Worship is turning the other cheek. Worship is speaking life when everything around you says death. Worship is choosing higher standards that bring God glory and not the culture, right? People are watching you. So again, I ask you, are you even worth being followed? Are you worthy being followed of being followed? Are you living a life in such a way that somebody can say, hey, I want a double portion of what she got, right? I want a double portion of her anointing. I want a double portion of the way she's kind, right? So the second tip that you can borrow from me <laughs> when choosing your tribe is choose friends who sharpen you. Because you know, friends who challenge you through your process, right? That's what you need. Friends who challenge you through your process and don't just let you mosey through because you seem to be content. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. That means that sometimes things have to get a little hot. That means some conversations got to have take place that might be a little touchy, right? That means sparks may have to fly a little bit. Sometimes it might have to happen, but you have to make up your mind that you will be a woman who is willing to endure and sometimes have tough conversations, even if that means that you will be a better woman because of it, right? Like you have to be a woman that's like, you know what, I'm willing, I'm open to tough conversations and I'm open to being the curator of tough conversations. I'm open to receiving them and I'm open to giving them if that means I'm going to be a better woman because of it, right? Choose a tribe who is going to call you out lovingly, not to bash you or hurt you, but to grow you and stretch you in ways that you might be overlooking. Because here's the thing, when we are in bad relationships, when we are in stale jobs that aren't requiring requiring of us, when we are in nasty mental spaces, like sometimes it's hard to see it. It's hard to see it when you're in it. But you want to make sure that you have women in your corner who are not just looking at you and watching your mess unfold and watching you in your mess, but who are willing to get in it with you to make you better. The last tip I have for you is to choose friends who want the best for you, even if it involves you being uncomfortable for a season. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the second one. But again, friends who hold you accountable, friends who set boundaries up for you. It's important to have those friends in your circle who you know Yo, I can only go this far with them. <laughs> I can only tell them this much of the story without them going slam off on me. Like, I want that friend. And I know for me, I am that friend for for some of my friends. Like, they know that part of the story. You can be transparent with me. And I want to hear it. I want to hear it in its entirety. I want you to stand up in your truth. I never want you to feel like you have to hide anything from me. But you better believe, <laughs> baby, after I let you be transparent... I'm going to retract and I'm going to be like, okay, so um, you said you did. What? Now, why, why did you do that? <laughs> what made you think that was a good idea? 
I'm going to ask some questions that might be hard because here's the thing. Again, when you're in it, it's hard to see the mess, right, of it, the mess that it's making. So my friends know you can only go so far in your story before I'm going to start bookmarking some stuff. Like, I'm going to be like, okay, hold on, we got to come back to that. Keep going. Keep going. Tell me what happened. Tell me how you feel. (laughs) But we're going back to that. Like, you need those people in your corner, right? Because that friend is going to help you not get comfortable in your mess that you should be coming out of. That friend is going to help you so that you don't stay complacent and, and stuck in situations and relationships and jobs that you really shouldn't be in, that God really wants you to get out of, right? That friend is going to be the one who ensures that I meet goals that I set for myself, right? And I'm currently living this. Like, my best friend is in nursing school, (laughs) and I just want to stay up all night with her on FaceTime and, like, talk to her and stuff. But I can't. Like, I have to keep us straight. We have to keep us straight because she has a goal that I have to hold her accountable to. I have stuff going on. Well, woman, like, stuff, being a mom, just things going on, and I can't let my comfort or her comfort, get in the way of what God has for me in this season, what God has for us in this season, right? So we got to set up boundaries and we got to hold each other accountable, right? Um, That's super important. So I hope these tips have helped you. I'm not saying that you have to go through your friendship circles with a chainsaw (laughs) swiping, but I am encouraging you to just look around, like see who who needs to go and see who needs to stay. Like that, again, that is part of stewarding our relationships. It's not always easy. Man, sometimes we got to have tough conversations. Lean into that. Be a woman who is willing to have a tough conversation if it means that you and or your friend is going to become better because of it, right? If you're in the rebuilding process, use these tips as guidelines to, to help you choose women for your tribe. Like, some relationships happen organically, you know, but it takes work to maintain relationships and to get out of the relationships that God desires for you to get out, Um, you know. So, in fact, that's your challenge for the week, I think. List out your tribe. Your challenge for the week is to list out your tribe, no matter how big or small um, your tribe may be. And beside her name, I want you to write out at least one positive thing or at least one positive way that she impacts your world. And then I want you to call her and I want you to tell her thank you for impacting you in this way. Or thank you for showing up for me in this way. Thank you for just being a friend for me in this way, right? Love on your tribe this week. I want you to outline who's in your tribe and what they do for you. And I want you to love on them. And get this, here's the thing. Loving on them may not always mean easy, fuzzy, feel-good conversations. Loving on them might mean, hey, we need to take a break. We need to take a break because I realize when you're around me, you do X, Y, and Z. And that's not pushing you to your goals. Or I realize when I'm around you, honestly, I get distracted. I get pulled away from, you know, what I know God has for me. I still love you. I'm here for you. I just need to fall back for a second to get my mind right, right? So loving on your tribe It might look like a fuzzy conversation, but it might feel like a tougher one. But whatever it is, I want you to be clear about who you have around you. And I want you to love on her, love on them in that way this week. Amen? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for our tribes. 
no matter how big or small they may be, God, we thank you for them. We thank you for the women that you've placed around us, Lord God, to live and to do community and to do life with, Lord God. And we pray that above all else, you are glorified in our relationships and that we become better women because we are connected. God, help us to have the courage to pursue friendships that are not just rooted in loyalty, but that are rooted in you. Help us to choose wisely, God, and to make the necessary adjustments that may not always feel good in the moment, but that will ultimately bring you glory and help us to become well women. Lord, help us when we have to have those tough conversations. Give us what to say and help there be understanding and love and not drama. God, we love you and we know that we were created to do life together. Help us to pursue that. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. So just a few closing announcements. I am still fasting from social media, y'all. And let me tell y'all, this first week, like last week, it felt so good. Like so much clarity I had, so much mental space available. (laughs) So I am going on week two. Um, Don't know how long it's going to last. I'm just really rocking with God for real with it. Um, As always, you can connect with me and look out for announcements via your email. Um, If you need my email, it is vjohnson0511 at gmail.com. That's v johnson0511 at gmail.com if you need prayer requests if you just want to connect some of y'all reached out to just chat last week and it did my heart so good just to talk to y'all um and just it definitely was just encouragement to me so please please continue to reach out um and check in with me um I'll continue to do our weekly podcast episodes and I'll continue to send your weekly emails on Wednesday so we won't drop off from that Again, I just needed to pull back and just get some clarity. Um, Nothing's wrong. (laughs) I just want to stay focused and I just want to finish this year strong and I have to get clear instructions for next year. So if you've never done a social media fast, even if you have done it before, I am telling you, try it again. Try it now in this season, even if it's just 24 hours or just a week that you're off of it. Delete the apps, delete Facebook, delete Instagram. Just open yourself up. Those times that you would be on Facebook and Instagram, this is how you do it. The times that you would be on there, replace those times with looking at sermons. Replace those times with praying. Replace those times with reading God's word. Um, It's not a fast if you're not praying and if you're not, you know, seeking out God. But during those times where you would scroll through your your timelines, like sitting at the lunchroom, (laughs) in the lunchroom, scrolling through instead, go to your car and read your Bible. Um, but replace God or replace, um, that time with God. So please, if you've never done it, if you've never done a social media fast, again, even if you have, I really believe that it's vital at this time, at this point in the season that you just open yourself up and, and just kind of clear out all the junk that social media can, um, cloud your mind with. Um, I really believe God is speaking even now, and I just don't want to miss what he's saying, right? Because your timeline is clouding my mind, right? So I really, really, really believe that you should lean into this and do it with me and tell me how you feel. Tell me what you're thinking. Email me. Tell me what your um, results have been. Um, Remember, if you have not been receiving your Wednesday emails in your regular inbox, try the spam folder some people's have been going to the to the spam folder so and every time i tell them to look it is right there <laughs> so please look there um i love you guys i hope y'all have a great week and i will talk to y'all on wednesday have a strong start to your week